This is a Squeeze podcast. We're your shortcut to being informed. This week, our podcast is brought to you by Hubble, spelt H-U-B-B-L. It fuses streaming and free-to-air TV into a single experience, which means you don't have to go in and out of apps to discover content you'll love. Hubble, it's TV and streaming made easy. Good morning, I'm Alice Dempster. And I'm Claire Kimball. It's Friday the 12th of May. In your squiz today, a new way to search, Oz and China meet over lobsters and wine, a backtracking court, and a perfect weekend salad. This is your squiz today. Google's a big tech business that most of us use on a regular basis, so it's really good to keep across what it's up to. Parent company Alphabet made some big announcements at its annual developer conference in California yesterday. The first is that BARD, which is Google's artificial intelligence chatbot that rivals ChatGPT, has officially launched in Australia and also many other countries. So squizzers can give that a try today if they want to. But the other news from Google is arguably bigger, Claire. It plans to overhaul the way its search engine works. So the company's working on something called Search Generative Experience. (laughs) That's the tech name for it. I don't know what we'll be calling it. Uh, It essentially means that Google will use artificial intelligence to provide conversational answers to whatever users have searched for. Uh, To break that down a little bit more, the key difference is that users... Uh, will notice that when they Google something, it's not there yet, but into the future. Mm -hmm. Um, Say it's a question about the Friday lights recipe that we've (laughs) mentioned. Uh, Google will provide an AI-generated response to that inquiry. So it will be something like bullet points with with one answer. Um, Then beneath that answer will be just the normal links to websites that we're all very used to seeing when we Google something. And we mentioned in the newsletter today a couple of good examples online of what the search page will look like, and I'll pop a link to one of them in the episode notes today too. Google's search boss, Elizabeth Reed said that the new function's going to unlock entirely new types of questions that you never thought search could answer. And she also says that it will transform the way information is organized to help sort through and make sense of what's out there. Yeah, and the background to all of this really is this race between Alphabet, Google's owner, mm-hmm. uh, and companies like Microsoft, which has the search engine Bing. Uh, Bing has already looked to integrate artificial intelligence into their search engine and to really underpin their business model going forward. Mm. Um, That race kicked off after ChatGPT really took off around the world. There's no set date for what Google is looking to do when that's going to be released to the public. Alphabet says that it's still in this experimental phase, so it'll go through a similar process to when they rolled out BARD earlier this year. Um, Squizzers might remember that that didn't work out so well (laughs) off the bat. There were a few errors there, but what the company says is that just bear with us, we've got to go through it. Yesterday's announcement's gone a bit better for the company already though, Claire. Alphabet stock was up by about 5% and financial expert Michael Ashley Shulman said that the company's showing a willingness and ability to reinvent and disrupt itself. That's something he thinks will be favourably received by investors. 
And like you said, there's no set date, but reports say a limited number of US users will trial the new search function in the coming weeks. Claire, Aussie Trade Minister Don Farrell's in China today. He'll be trying to restore the damaged relationship with our biggest trade partner, and he'll co-chair the bilateral trade talks with his counterpart, Chinese Trade Minister Wang Wantao. It's the first time that the country's trade ministers have met since 2019. Uh, That, of course, was just before our relations hit a bit of a low point that happened in 2020 Mm. when Australia called for investigations into the origin of the coronavirus and China responded to that by implementing these wide-reaching trade restrictions on Australian exports, things like wine, lobsters, barley, coal, meat, timber, all sorts of things. Uh, The tension between China and Australia has begun to ease with the Albanese government turning a fresh page on that relationship. Uh, Coal exports to China have already revved up. Yeah, and the ban on barley is also being reviewed, but reports say that Farrell's set to push for Wong to lift all of the restrictions. That means there's going to be plenty of eyes from the agricultural and business sectors watching what comes out of today. We mentioned this one yesterday morning that the ACT's top prosecutor, Shane Drumgold, had made a pretty big allegation during the inquiry into former Liberal staffer Bruce Lerman's trial. But Claire, he's retracted that statement. Yes. So on Wednesday, he said that he believed politicians had interfered with an investigation into those assault claims that were made against former Liberal staffer Bruce Lerman. Drumgold named former Coalition Minister Linda Reynolds. Uh, She was the then boss of Lerman and also his accuser, Brittany Higgins. Drumgold said that she was someone that he thought had pressured ACT investigators to make the matter go away. That's the quote. Uh, But Drumgold didn't provide any evidence for that claim. Reynolds said that it was a baseless suggestion. And yesterday he was back in front of that inquiry and he retracted the statement. He shared another revelation though. He said that he believes the juror whose misconduct caused the Lerman trial to be aborted was the only one out of the 12 jurors who wasn't convinced of Lerman's guilt. It's well worth mentioning, though, that's not a verified fact. It's just Drumgold's take on the situation. The inquiry is continuing in the ACT, so it's likely we'll be talking about it next week too. Peanut allergies are one of the most common and deadly allergens in the world. It affects about 2% of the world's population, and unfortunately for sufferers, there's no cure. And Claire, you're one of the 2%. Yep, I'm very special. Um, I'm even even more special because I'm one of those crazy people with that anaphylactic reaction, Mm. so the the really, really nasty one. But look, as far as these studies go, there's been a bit of progress in recent time in this sort of exposure therapy. There's a new study that involves skin patches. It's showing some really promising results for kids with peanut allergies. Uh, It's similar to the peanut powder treatment. It's the only treatment available at the moment. Um, It's been used to build tolerance in children aged four years and over, but this patch can be used with much younger kids and it infuses a peanut protein into their skin. Um, The trial was conducted by a French firm. It saw 244 toddlers from eight countries given that patch treatment. 118 had a placebo and after 12 months they found that the patch wearers who 
had less severe allergies could tolerate up to four peanuts. Those who were more sensitive could have one peanut, but it is an advance because if they can tolerate more, then they will stay safer. And kids will be kids and they'll accidentally consume things sometimes. But the researchers found that the children wearing patches who accidentally consume peanut products during the trial had less severe reactions too. The company's hoping to bring the patches to market soon, but there are still issues with these therapies for those who have severe reactions like anaphylaxis. So it's bad luck for anyone with an uber peanut allergy. And that means no peanuts for you anytime soon, Claire. Nope, no peanuts for me. We talk a lot about cybercrime and hacking because almost every day there seems to be some breaking news about another big data breach. But NordVPN can help protect you online, kind of like a cyber bodyguard. It protects your personal and sensitive data while you're online to stop it from falling into the wrong hands. That way, you don't have to worry about keeping your identity and private data safe every time you log on. And even if you make a mistake and click on a dodgy link or open a suspicious email, NordVPN's threat protection will kick in and delete it before it makes a mess of your computer. To find out more and get a great discount, visit NordVPN vpn.com forward slash squiz today. What have you got for us for Friday Lights today, Claire? I'm already looking forward to Sunday night. I've got this on my menu. Uh, It's a good recipe for a lentil and a mushroom salad. I reckon it'll be really good with some lamb chops. I had something similar Mm. at a restaurant and I've sort of tracked down the recipe that I reckon uh, it'll go with. It's got some beautiful ricotta. It's also got some really tasty onions that are pickled a little bit. So leftovers for lunch on Monday. I reckon I'm way ahead of next week already. (laughs) Well set up. I'll pop the link to it in the episode notes today. And that wraps us up. But Claire, you and Kate will take us through all the news of the week on Saturday Squiz tomorrow. Yep, there's a fair bit going on. We'll take a little bit of a look at some interesting parts out of the budget, not in any sort of great news sense, but just a bit of the machinations behind it all and what it all means. So I'm really looking forward to that, actually. I hope that hasn't put anyone off. (laughs) Sounds good to me. (laughs) Thank you for listening today. Have a great Friday and we'll be back with you on Monday. Hi there, it's Bryce from Squiz Kids, the daily news podcast for small people. March is Women's History Month and we're celebrating over on our socials. Every weekday this month, we're throwing the spotlight on a different iconic woman from Australia's rich history. Follow us on Instagram via the handle at Squiz Kids to learn the backstories of some incredible Aussie women and together honour their legacies.